1: Welcome to Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Coming up, imagine being a volunteer chaplain for a fire department in Austin, Texas for eight years, helping these men and women after they witness trauma every single day. And you get fired And why you got fired goes against everything America is all about. You're going to want to hear this story next.
0: For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world, Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity with your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya.
1: Well, welcome to this episode of Sideline Sanity. One of the reasons I emphasize the word sanity is because there is so much insanity in the world today that it blows my mind, and I try to bring these stories forth in this podcast. And there was one I saw recently that made me think, what is happening to America? Uh, here's one of the headlines. This volunteer chaplain was fired for his Christian beliefs. The Alliance Defending Freedom is Defending... Dr. Andrew Fox, his lawyer, Ryan Banker joins us along with Dr. Andrew Fox himself. Welcome to both of you. Dr. Fox, the way I see it is you were a volunteer chaplain for the Austin Fire Department. And they fired you because you believe that men and women should not compete in sports. Is that a fair nutshell?
2: I think that would be a summary of the ideology that is around today that is silencing um, particular voices who privately vocalize their beliefs, their values, and, of course, mine are widely and broadly held and historically held Christian beliefs. They're nothing new. And uh, I argued in a private blog not connected to my role in the fire department that men transitioning to become women competing against women in athletics is yet another attack on women. And so apparently that caused offense and my dismissal.
1: To whom did it cause offense, doctor?
2: The only uh, response I can give you that I know is the LBGTQ community um, raised their, their complaints and offense to the fire department and um, I'm not quite sure how that chain of events happened, but uh, that's what they did. And um, uh, even to this day, having met with the representative of the LGBTQ community several times on my own steam, asking what is it that offends you, nothing was brought precisely to my attention as to what offended. And so um, I'm shocked, I'm angered, and... uh, uh, I'm offended at uh, eight years of public service at my cost. I funded the program, not just volunteered, serving those who selflessly serve as first responders.
1: All right, Ryan, to you as the person defending this case, how is this even possibly legal in the United States of America that a man can be fired from a position for his Beliefs, his religious beliefs, whether they were religious or not, but particularly for his religious beliefs.
3: Well, Michelle, the question really answers itself. It's not legal. Uh, we, every American, including public employees, and in fact, Dr. Fox was a volunteer. I mean, he was technically an employee, but a volunteer employee of the fire department have First Amendment rights, and especially in cases like this where he is commenting. Uh, on a matter of public concern, something that's being actively debated in society today. And I think anyone would debate that this question of whether men should be allowed to compete against women in sports is a topic of extreme public debate. And he simply shared his views on his own private blog, unconnected with the fire department, and based on some anonymous complaints, he was terminated for that. And in particular, because he wouldn't recant those beliefs. That's just a shocking... Shocking example of government overreach and a shocking example of intolerance being shown by a public employer toward an employee's private beliefs.
1: Dr. Fox, let me applaud you for not apologizing and not recanting, because that is part of the problem today, that people are bullied into that position of feeling like, well, if I want to survive, if I want to keep my job, if I want to keep my place in society, I better do what the mob asks me to do. And you have not. How difficult has that been for you, and what have been the ramifications?
2: Well, I'm going to have to answer you in in a short narrative to um, give weight to the ramifications. Uh, You could tell from my accent I wasn't born in the United States. I came in as an immigrant in uh, 1999 on a religious workers' visa as clergy, and uh, that quickly went to a green card, and then I became a citizen of the United States along with all of my family. Um, so that's the purpose as to why I came to this country and chose to. It was because of my clergy convictions, a sense of calling, sense of vocation. And I've held those beliefs and practiced those beliefs as a pastor and as a chaplain. And so that's been consistent for me. But over these 23 years, um, it seems to me that the United States has become a different country than the country I relocated to all those years ago. And that is a a great concern for me. So the ramifications are the purpose that I moved to the United States was to carry out those pastoral, clergy, chaplain, vocational duties. And uh, that impacts reputation uh, greatly. And so that is a a deep concern for me. And I'm very grateful for uh, ADF in Taking up my case and uh, restoring that reputation.
1: Well, at the very least, what is the next legal step, Ryan? Because it, it just seems to me like this is almost an open and shut. But what are you? What what is the process? Where are you in it? And what's next?
3: Well, Michelle, we just filed the lawsuit in federal district court, and we've asked the court to enter an order that would restore Doctor Fox to his volunteer position. And also a declaration from the court that what they did to Dr. Fox is illegal. It violates the First Amendment. And I think this is incredibly important, especially in this present time, because what's happening to Dr. Fox, unfortunately, is not uncommon. It's not. This is not the first time that an employer, a public employer in particular, has decided to retaliate against an employee for holding what the employer deems to be the wrong, quote-unquote, wrong beliefs. We've had this happen in universities. Uh, we have clients in other states, Dr. Josephson, uh, Dr. Meriwether in Ohio, uh, who have been terminated or retaliated against in their jobs simply because they held beliefs, personal beliefs that conflicted with the prevailing orthodoxy at their institution.
1: I mean that that is what is so crazy to me, and and, and Dr. Fox, it just seems so interesting that you've come from. One way of life, you came here, you were drawn to this country and, and I believe so ardently in free speech and the first amendment and freedom of expression and of thought. Oh my gosh. To, to think that a place as liberal as Austin, Texas would try to tell you that, you know what? We don't really agree with you. So you gotta go. I, that, that to me is shocking. Is that, do you think because Austin has become so liberal that that there is no diversity of thought? Or am I seeing that wrong?
2: Well, I, I think I could maybe echo what Ryan uh, has just said, that it's not specific to Austin, but happening all over the country. I'm part of the Federation of Fire Chaplains. And so through that, I get to hear what is happening in different parts of the country. And this certain ideology is that certain groups hold is becoming dominant, suppressing other views. And you know, as an academic, you 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 mentioned the books that are behind me. You know, I'm a yeah. book reader. I love books. C.S. Lewis is is one of my great heroes. Um even though I'm fifty-four, I still read the Chronicles of Narnia. I love I love to read. And the idea that uh, we cannot express our ideas, our thoughts and put them in writing. Um it's very totalitarian. It's yes. not the United States. It is not what America stands for. It is not constitutional. It is not it is not honoring of First Amendment rights. I teach in various classes, and I encourage students to float their ideas, uh, bring out your concepts. Let's discuss them with civil dialogue. My concern is, as um, is, as Ryan said in. Men and women that hold positions of, of, of servanthood, of serving. In my case, serving those who selflessly serve as firefighters is, is cutting off that resource that they need if they choose to, uh, call upon it. So it, it's a, it's a ricochet effect, like throwing a pebble in a, in a lake. The ripples that they, they expand out and they don't stop. They affect everyone.
1: I want to get into that more deeply. Quick break. Back with Dr. Andrew Fox and his lawyer Ryan Bangert from the Alliance of Defe- the Alliance Defending Freedom to talk about just why chaplains are so important to first responders. In just a moment. While these days you walk through the grocery store, you look at prices, you shake your head, like Mary Tyler Moore in those opening credits when she looked at the steak and went, "Oh." Remember that? And and you look at gas prices and you look at inflation, you watch the stock markets, you're going crazy with dizziness watching all of this commotion and you say, what do I do? What do I prioritize? Well, you've got short-term and long-term decisions you have to make. Short-term, how do you pay for the groceries? Long-term, I need to make some safe plays to protect my investments, protect my 401k and to make sure my retirement goes according to plan. I invest in legacy precious metals, silver, and gold, and they're the only ones I trust, and I hope that you will too. You can check them out at LegacyPMInvestments.com. You hear a lot about gold because gold is a hedge against inflation and it protects against a weakening dollar. That's why it's a great long-term play. So Legacy Precious Metals, they'll talk to you on the phone. You can check out their free investor's guide. Let me give you their phone number. Just call, ask some questions. You can speak to one of their IRA experts. The number is 866-528-1903, 866-528-1903, or download that free investor's guide I mentioned at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Get your questions answered. Think about the future. Think about the stability that is gold. Legacy PM Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault,
4: listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be
1: available in all states. So, Dr. Fox, what drew you to becoming a chaplain for the Austin Fire Department in the first place?
2: Well, when I moved from the United Kingdom, I moved to the Pacific Northwest in Washington State, where I served as a pastor in a community, but also as a police chaplain and uh, for about 10 years. uh, Then uh, when I moved to Texas, the chief of police was very kind to recommend me to the chief of police in Austin, but they already had a program. And so the chief of police recommended me to the fire department, which is 1300 plus uniform and civilian personnel who didn't have a program. And the fire chief at the time was delighted to, receive me, uh, give me the resources to uh, develop the program and recruit other chaplains. So that was the string of events that occurred, which is by recommendation and reputation.
1: And what can you do for someone who is a firefighter uh, or a a first responder of any kind that you you minister to when they have just come from a devastating scene? And look, most of us will never know what first responders endure in their jobs. Most of us will never go on a police ride along. Most of us will never run into a burning home and see what these people see. Mm. So your role with them was important. And from your perspective, why?
2: Well, let me give you a story about that. If we could take our minds back a couple of years to the ice storm that hit Texas and uh, a battalion chief gave me a call one afternoon to come to a very tragic scene. It took me an hour to get there from Georgetown to downtown Austin. And when I arrived, um, very sadly, the firefighters were pulling bodies out the building. And uh, it's a very tragic, moving scene. And uh, these first responders, as, as you correctly say, they face things that are not, the rest of us don't face them. I turned up and covered the bodies and stood guard over the bodies, uh, which brings comfort to a firefighter that all is well. And then when the scene is cleared and they're cleaning up their equipment, the battalion chief had me meet with each crew. And there were three crews at this particular scene at the back of their engine, away from the public eye, just to uh, so they can debrief, detox, so they can just share what they want to share and then go back to the fire stations with them, grab a cup of coffee and you provide pastoral care. And they, these men and women have to go back to their partners, their wives, their children, their cats, their dogs, whoever's at home. And uh, it's important that they uh, get off their shoulders, the tragedies they've seen that day before they go home to their domestic life.
1: I think we take that so for granted have you heard from any of the people that you served in the department in terms of giving you support? Or is that a taboo thing for someone in the Austin Fire Department to do, to reach out to you and say, we miss you, we need you, this is wrong?
2: Well, the art of, of becoming a chaplain in the fire department is to build the equity of trust And that is not done immediately. That's done over a number of years. And so over eight years, you can imagine the kind of relationships with all the eight ranks of the fire department. And, yes, they do reach out. They're still reaching out. And I still meet with firefighters in their homes, albeit as a private citizen, because Mm -hmm. those friendships have been built and uh, enriched. And it takes time to nurture that. No chaplain can take for granted that they will be accepted. They have to earn that acceptance. And so what price do you want to put on that? You know, it is priceless, and I highly regard these first responders. I never want to be in a situation where I personally need a firefighter to rescue me. Um, Nobody does, but it happens. And uh, these men and women need a chaplain resource Not necessarily for religious reasons, but for pastoral care, just so they can officially, unofficially just get off the chest things that concern them. You know, I'm not going to mention names, but there have been some firefighters that just come over to my house, to my office, grab a cup of coffee, and just spend 20 minutes in tears. And then wipe their tears, drink their coffee, crack a joke. And then off they go. That's pastoral care.
1: Wow. Again, I I think most people don't have a clue what these first responders witness and go through emotionally and that they're not just TV characters who let it roll off their backs and move on to the next one. There has got to be a lot of baggage that comes along with this. Ryan, I can't imagine that this can stand what do you think the odds are? Where do you do you see Dr. Fox going back to the, the, the fire department in Austin? What do you what do you foresee,
3: Michelle? I, I think you've just heard how critically important the role that Dr. Fox plays is, and the the people who are being victimized most here. I mean, certainly Dr. Fox is a victim of this intolerance, but this intolerance is victimizing. The men and women of the Austin Fire Department every bit as much. And by, and by that, victimizing the entire community. And so I am confident in our lawsuit. I think our claims are strong. Uh, you know, the question here though is, is a bigger one, which is, is, are we going to continue down this path as a right. society where in order to hold public employment, you have to hold the fashionable views of the moment on hot button social and political topics. If that becomes a qualification for holding public employment, if that becomes the uh, the prerequisite for being able to serve, then we're all in a lot of trouble because those will use change and they shift. And it's simply not the way that our, our system of government was conceived. The First Amendment guarantees freedom of speech, free exercise of religion, for the purpose of allowing individuals to flourish, to allow free speech to flourish. And if we're demanding absolute fidelity to the ideology of the moment. In order to hold public employment, well then we've we've got we've come a long way away from the country that Dr. Fox traveled to years ago as an immigrant to serve. And so I think this is a very important case. And I think this is a case that uh, we we do have the better of the legal argument.
1: I can't even imagine it going any other way when it comes to a court of law, how they could possibly say that Volunteer or non-volunteer, how you can be terminated for holding a belief on a private blog is, is, it's terrifying to me. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I sound like I'm just kissing up here, but I'm really glad for, for organizations like uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom because it, yeah. we need this. It's, yeah. it's a scary time right now. I, I Dr. Fox, don't you find this? a little alarming and do you think this is the pendulum going a little too far one way and i mean i know i hope and pray and i'm not a super religious person but i pray and i and i'm hoping that that pendulum swings back and kind of settles somewhere in the world of sanity
2: yes well i'm glad you pray regardless (laughs) (laughs) whenever and wherever that is that's always a good thing and yes sanity is 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 the word for sure there is a um, I don't want to say an insanity, but there is a sensibility that uh, seems to be lacking. If you if you want to uh, experience what sanity really is, it is to have civil dialogue, is to have opposing views, but with respect to each other. And isn't that what the United States was built on? <laughs> Wasn't that the 13 colonies? Wasn't yes. that why... They rejected King George all the way back. Isn't that why we have the Constitution? And we can enter civil dialogue where we respect each other's views, but we don't punish them. And as Ryan has said, you know, I have been punished for holding widely, broadly Christian views, historically held views, and that is simply not right. It's nothing new in the world, but... Um, I'm grateful for ADF and what they're doing for me. And I am resolved to hold to my beliefs and I will not apologize for them. I will not water them down or recount on them. And uh, if I did, I would be betraying myself.
1: Amen to that. No pun intended. (laughs) I, I, I applaud you. I applaud you both for taking up the cause that is so hugely important Right now, but forever, but especially right now, it feels like uh, diversity of thought is under attack. Freedom of thought and expression of of speech is under attack. And in this country, this is the last place we should be worried about that. Ryan Bangert, thank you for representing him. Dr. Fox, I wish you nothing but the best. I kind of want to come visit that library and start going through those 4,000 books or however many you have, because that just looks like a phenomenal place to hang out.
2: You are welcome. Anytime.
1: (laughs) Again, this has been Sideline Sanity. I'm Michelle Tafoya. Be brave, do good, and maybe support Alliance Defending Freedom because then you'll be supporting Dr. Fox. Get behind this. We're going to follow this case. I, I, I will, maybe my head will explode if this doesn't go the right way. I hope not because I want to keep it together, but we're pulling for you. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Take care until next time. Well, Sideline Sanity, we are very proud to be sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals, and we're joined by Charles Thorngrim, the CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. Charles, we are hearing now that this is not transitional inflation. This is not a bump in the road. This inflation is going to be here a while. What, what does that? What does that tell you?
4: You know, that's the scary thing. Um, I think, you know, economies and and, and such like that, they can deal with small jars. We have a unique situation. We had a Fed that waited much too long to react to the situation, calling inflation transitory for a year when everyone knew it wasn't. But more importantly than that, coming out now saying this is going to be here. This is long term. This is not short term. We're going to have elevated rates for the long term. And why that gets really scary is that means the cost of doing business is going to be elevated for years, which means the cost of goods are going to be elevated for years, which means if companies can't make enough money, they will go out of business. This is why we we hear some of your bigger companies are already talking about layoffs. So it's a unique situation the fed found themselves in a very bad place and they act, reacted way too slow and this is why we're at where we're at
1: so if i'm an investor then what's why do i want gold and silver in my portfolio what what will that do for me
4: you know that, that's a great question and that's a question we get a lot and and really what gold and silver do um they act as the hedge against the dollar weakness, they act as a hedge against the other markets. And we know that the Dow and, and, and all of your markets, all your indices are, are, are pulling back, right? That's not the issue. It's not what's already happened. It's what's yet to come. And that's where we we need to prepare. So depending on who you listen to and, and the research that you do, you know, there are case studies of saying, expect to see another 25, 20 to 25% pullback in your equities markets, based on interest rates and loans and and the bond markets they're suffering as well. No one's going out to buy bonds knowing that they're going to be um, an increased return on them in three months. It makes no sense. So that leaves you in a position of what to do with your money and how to protect yourself. This is where gold and silver come in. This is why we say this is a long-term play. You buy it, you forget about it let it do its its job and its job is to go up over time as the dollar gets weaker as the purchasing power gets less gold and silver increase it protects that purchasing power and that's the great thing about it
1: and there's your bottom line and why you need to call legacy precious metals or go download their investors guide at legacypreciousmetals.com charles it's always good to talk to you because these are Nerve wracking times for people. Uh, you know, it, it's just the fact of the matter is, as we were told by the, fair, the Fed chair, there's going to be some pain. So if people know that they've got something solid sitting in their investment portfolio, I think they're going to feel a little bit better, right?
4: Absolutely. And we, you know, when we look at the actions that have happened just recently, I mean, the Fed has taken a very unique stance and they've done something very, um, extraordinary. Three quarters of a basis points raises months in a row. That's one of the largest raises you've ever seen in the Fed through the history of the Fed. And it's not just once. One time is shocking. Here we are on the third month now and we'll probably do another half a half a basis point next month or or later this month, possibly even three quarters of a point. So when you look at that and you say that number is going to grow to where the Fed interest rates will be about 5%. Unheard of. That means the interest rate to you and I, if that's what banks pay to borrow money, we're gonna see, you know, credit cards will probably be over 28, 30% again. You're gonna see home loans coming in 9 10, possibly even 11%. And it's, it's a scary time. And this is why we say, okay, know that it's coming, don't be afraid. You, you now are aware, so now you can protect yourself. And that's what we help people do.
1: Don't be afraid. Prepare. Just prepare yourself. And like I say every day, I trust Legacy Precious Metals when it comes to investing in gold and silver. So go to LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. Charles and his group can answer any and all of your questions. Charles, thank you so much.
4: My pleasure as always.